Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, this episode is going to be for 2 Samuel 15. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and fifty men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate, and it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, O oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which had any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so, that when any man that came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand, and took him, and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. <clears throat> and it came to pass after forty years <clears throat> that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. For thy servant vowed a vow while I abode in Geshur in Syria, saying, If the Lord should bring me again into indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said unto him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as ye hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. And with Absalom went two hundred men out of Jerusalem that were called, and they went in their simplicity, and they knew not anything. And Absalom sent for Ash. Ahithopel, the the Gilonite, David's counselor from his city, even from Gilo, which he offered sacrifices, while he offered sacrifices, and the conspiracy was strong, and the people increased continually with Absalom. Once restored to his position in David's court, Absalom began to capitalize on his return to princely status by developing a careful plan to overthrow his father. He began to act like a king with a full royal procession. But more serious than that, he undertook a deceitful campaign to gain favor with the people. He arose early and sat in judgment at the gates of the city. A city gate was the normal location for giving judgment in ancient times and was the place where the people came to present grievances. Absalom ingratiated himself by telling the people that their causes and complaints were just, but that no one from the king's court was willing to hear them. While this assertion may have been a lie, it it is more likely that David's court was not functioning properly and that the people were being neglected. Absalom took advantage of the disgruntlement of the people, but he refused to let them bow to him bow down to him. Instead, he raised them up, kissed them, and treated them as equals, highly unusual behavior from royalty. And in this way, Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Absalom then lied to his father, telling him that he needed to go to Hebron to fulfill a vow, when in fact it was his intention to raise an insurrection against David. Several reasons have been suggested why the conspiracy was strong and the people increased continually with Absalom. It is very difficult to account for this general defection of the people. 
Several reasons are given. One, David was old or afflicted and could not well attend to the administration of justice in the land. Two, it does not appear that the king did not attend to the affairs of state and that there were no properly appointed judges in the land. Three, Joab's power was overgrown. He was wicked and insolent, oppressive to the people, and David was afraid to execute the laws against him. Four, there were still some partisans of the house of Saul who thought the crown not fairly obtained by David. Five, David was under the displeasure of the Almighty for his adultery with Bathsheba and his murder of Uriah, and God let his enemies loose against him. Six, there are always troublesome and disaffected men in every state and under every government who can never rest and are ever hoping for something from from a change. Seven, Absalom... Absalom appeared to be the real and was the undisputed heir to the throne. David could not, in the course of nature, live very long, and most people are most disposed to hail the beams of the rising, then exult in those of the setting sun. No doubt some of these causes operated, and perhaps most of them exerted less or more influence in this most scandalous business. And that was by Clark. Verse, Verse 13, And there came a messenger to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly, and bring evil upon us, and smite the city with the edge of the sword. This was the first time that David turned his back to his enemies. And why did he now flee? Jerusalem, far from not being in a state to sustain a siege, was so strong that even the blind and the lame were supposed to be a sufficient defense for the walls. And he had still with him his faithful Cherethites and Pelethites, besides 600 faithful Gittites, who were perfectly willing to follow his fortunes. There does not appear any reason why such a person in such circumstances should not act on the defensive, at least till he should be fully satisfied of the real complexion of affairs. But he appears to take all as coming from the hand of God. Therefore, he humbles himself, weeps, goes barefoot, and covers his head. He does not even hasten his departure, for the habit of mourners is not the habit of those who are flying from the face of their enemies. He sees the storm, and he yields so that he conceives to be the tempest of the Almighty." And that was by Clark again. Some believe that Psalm 55 was written by David to express his feelings over Absalom's revolt. Note especially verses 12 to 14 and 20 to 21. For it was an enemy that reproached me. Then I couldn't have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance. He took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath brought his co- he has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. And that was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 15, And the king's servant said unto the king, Behold, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king shall appoint. And the king went forth, and all his household after him, and the king king left ten women, which were concubines, to keep the house. And the king went forth, and all the people after him, and tarried in a place that was far off. And all his servants passed on beside him, and all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites, and all the Gittites, six hundred men which came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then said the king to Ittai the Gittite, 
<laughs> Wherefore goest thou also with us? Re return to thy place and abide with the king, for thou art a stranger and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee <clears throat> go up and down with us, seeing I go whither I, I may? Return thou and take back thy, thy brethren mercy and truth be with thee. And Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth, and as my lord the king liveth, surely in what place my, my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will be thy servant. And David said to Ittai, Go and pass over. And Ittai the Gittite passed over, and all his men, and all the little ones that were with him. And all the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron, and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. Now the Kidron Valley, or the brook of Kidron, is on the opposite side of, uh, of uh, Jerusalem, going toward the Mount of Olives. And lo, Zadok also, and all the Levites were with him, bearing the ark of the covenant of God, and they set down the ark of God, and Abiathar went up, until all the people had done passing out of the city. And the king said unto Zadok, Carry back the ark of God into the city. If I shall find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me again, and shew me both it and his habitation. But if he thus say, I have no delight in thee, behold, here am I, let, let him do to me as seemeth good unto him. The king also said unto Zadok the priest, Art thou Art, art not thou a seer? Return into the city in peace, and your two sons with you, Ahimaaz thy son, and Jonathan the son of Abiathar. See, I will tarry in the plain of the wilderness until there come, for, come word from you to certify me. Zadok therefore and Abiathar carried the ark of God again to Jerusalem, and they tarried there. And David went up by the ascent of Mount, of Mount Olivet, and wept as he went up, and had his head covered, and he went barefoot, and all the people that was with him covered every man his head, and they went up weeping as they went up. And one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. And it came to pass that when David was come to the top of the mount, where he worshipped God, behold, Hushai the archite, the archite came to meet him with his coat rent and earth upon his head, upon whom David said, If thou passest on with me, then thou shalt be a burden unto me. But if thou return to the city and say unto Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been thy father's servant hitherto, so will I now also be thy servant, then mayest thou be then then thou then mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. And hast not and hast thou not there with thee Zadok and Abiathar the priests? Therefore it shall be what that what that what thing whose what thing soever thou shalt hear out of the king's house, thou shalt tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Behold, they have here with them their two sons, Ahimaaz Zadok's son, and Jonathan Abiathar's son, and by them ye shall send unto me everything that ye can hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. So this conspiracy continues, and they're trying to defeat David here, and that's the end of the chapter. We'll see you next time. Bye.